we welcome the mayor of the great city of Indio. That is Elaine Holmes. Good afternoon, Mayor Holmes. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm great. And it's an honor for me to be on, too. That is just awesome. I really appreciate uh, the invitation. But but hopefully you go easy on me since this is my first time. We'll try our best. I've had a couple of your colleagues who are on the city council who have come on in the past and talked about specific initiatives that are going on in Indio. And while I have a couple of things I really specifically would like to give you an opportunity to share about with regards to some of what you guys are doing to help out businesses and people who need rental assistance down there, uh, I thought maybe where we should start is with kind of a state of the city and just know what things are priorities right now, uh, because all of the cities across the valley are facing a lot of interesting challenges that they've never had to deal with before in light of the coronavirus pandemic. Maybe you could start there and just kind of tell us, first of all, what brought you to India? Or you are a transplant to this area, right? Oh, gosh, don't hold it against it. I've been here, not, uh, we've been here about 20 years. Yes. I'm not, you've been here <laughs> longer than I have. Yeah, you know, we came to the desert because uh, my parents, I had elderly parents, and uh, they retired here, and we wanted to be a part of their lives uh, at that point. So we came out to the desert and uh, opened a, a small business, and the rest, as they say, is, is history. I became involved with the Indio Chamber of Commerce, as you know, every business should, and, and from there I became very passionate about advocating for small business, and I ended up on city council, and so... That focus of mine, which is really helping and advocating for small businesses, continues and is probably even stronger now than it's ever been. And uh, how far back does your tenure go with the council? Gosh, this is year 12. So I 12 years. I've been on the council um, to 12 years. It's been a great, great ride. It's gone by so fast. In that time, what are some of the things that you've really been deeply hands-on involved in that are some of your proudest accomplishments over the course of that dozen years? You know, there's, there are so many uh, things that we've gone on. College of the Desert comes to mind. Education is so important and so important here in the East Valley to have that facility. So the first College of the Desert uh, facility and school was opened here, gosh, five or six years ago. Immediately 4,000 students were uh, participating and going to class, and the need is great. And one of the things that we've been working on with uh, the College of the Desert is that there will be a second College of the Desert Tower, as they say, uh, four stories, I believe, as well as a child care development center um, that will be coming online within about a year or so. Uh, They say education is a is a path to economic development, and we want our residents and residents of the greater East Valley to, you know, to have something close by to be able to avail themselves of education. And that, to me, is um, the most important thing that anyone can be involved with, and it was something I was very excited to be involved with, honestly. Do you think, as the mayor, that Indio gets its uh, due share of credit and acknowledgement? I mean, Palm Springs is generally recognized, if for no other reason, because that's where the airport is, as the hub of the valley. And the major event that is probably now most associated with our region happens in Indio, but it's called Coachella. Do you get your rightful share of attention as Indio? Do people who are not necessarily from here really understand that Indio is 
is the biggest city in terms of a municipality here in the desert. Yes, it is the biggest and the oldest, and we have the the largest percentage of young people here, too, which is very exciting for us. You know, people uh, use the term Palm Springs or Greater Palm Springs. Palm Springs has been around. It's been an icon for many, many years, uh, and people associate the entire valley with that term. So, you know, we move forward, we run with it, and we look for ways every at every opportunity to differentiate ourselves. Uh, Coachella, you know, everybody knows Coachella is in Indio, and uh, that's very exciting. I think Indio likes to stand up and be counted, and we continue to do so. We have marketing director Brooke Berry, uh, who works at the city, and she just does a phenomenal job of helping, you know, the Indio voice be heard, whether it's about the city or the individual residents or the businesses. What's important is that she raises that level of awareness, and we'll continue to do that. And many people here in the Valley will recognize that name because she spent many years uh, on your TV set every evening delivering the news. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Elaine Holmes. She is the mayor this year. She has been on the Indio City Council for a dozen years. And they've got some work that they've been doing on trying to help out local businesses as well as people who maybe are in a little trouble because of the circumstances we've all been saddled with in the age of the coronavirus pandemic with regards to being able to pay their rent. Uh, So we asked you to come on and tell us about uh, what the council was doing in terms of business grants. And are you at a point where you guys have that set up now? We are almost set up. We're just about ready to roll it out. We want to make sure that all of the back-end things are ready to go so that when we hit the go button and people go online to place that, that application, that everything goes smoothly. You know, the entire council is, is very conscious of the challenges that exist out there for for people, for our population, for our residents, and for our businesses. I'm a small business owner and so acutely aware of understanding the impact that COVID has had on many of the businesses, healthcare businesses, um, restaurants, uh, daycare, just so many businesses are severely impacted. And as those businesses are impacted, then it impacts further housing. People are not in work or not able to work full-time. So the challenges are around housing. So there are there are a lot of programs out there. As as people know, um, there's a, the Paycheck Protection Program. There's the Emergency Disaster Loan Program. There's a lot of things out there. Sometimes a little daunting to get your arms around. Um, but we wanted to be able to add something to that to to give assistance in some manner, shape, or form to our residents and to our businesses so that ideally we will all come out of this, likely not unscathed, but we need to really look forward and take take it one step at a time every day and look forward because we will get past this. We have to find ways to survive this so that we can be successful at the other end. And so one of the things we are looking at or that we've talked about as a council and fully supported Uh, are the small business assistance grants here that we're about ready to roll out. Now, I recall uh, a quote from you in the the, uh, Desert Sun in January where it said, I applaud everyone on this council for the heart and the soul and, and the caring so much about our local community. We have just gone over and over this to make sure we try to do the right thing. And so maybe talk about those steps that you guys have had to go through as a council to make sure that you've taken into account everything 
that may be necessary to think about and what it's taken to get to where you are in terms of rolling out these programs for small businesses? Because communities that have done this, in some cases, while they may not have been the largest grants in the world, they have saved a heck of a lot of people's uh, businesses and jobs. Absolutely. You know, what was really important to me and the reason I made that statement is that every single member on the council wanted to help people here in the city of Indio and unanimously and, and with all of the energy that they could get behind it. What our challenge were, is or was is that we had we have some limited funding. We're the largest city, uh, not just in people and residents, but also in square footage and the footprint that we have here, and 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 also old. Uh, so you know the the dollars and 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 redoing streets and infrastructure and all of that are quickly spent. So our bucket of money that we had to use wasn't as large, and so we had to find ways to how do we how do we get it to uh, the small businesses, what amounts do we get? How do we do this so that we can do it equitably, quickly, which is always a challenge, uh, and, and so that everybody gets a piece of this, a meaningful piece of this at some level. And so, so we just discussed, how do we roll it out? How much? What are the criteria? I think with some of the loans that have been, lo- that have been out there that people have been trying to access, the criteria for applying has been very stringent, uh, profit and loss statements and all kinds of bank statements and, and whatnot, which one would suggest you need because you, you want to be able to provide the foundation for validating the need of a small business because you want to make sure that that business truly has that need. On the other hand, as you as we discussed that, we talked about we need to get this rolled out and we need to make it simple because if it's so daunting, you know, Indio has a significant, if not the most, number of small mom-and-pop-owned businesses. I mean, just look at our restaurant community, small, small restaurants owned by generations of family. Well, they're, they're, they're down employees. They're working many, many hours of the day and night just to try to figure this out. Then to have a, uh, an application that is so daunting and difficult to get through and requires so much action was something we didn't want, a burden we didn't want to place on our small businesses. And those were the conversations that we had. How do we make this simple? How do we validate? And how much can we give each small business. And so to that end, we finally arrived at a program. Can you announce what that's going to be or up to how much uh, each business will be eligible to get an assistance from the city? I would be so, so happy to. So we have initially $645,000 that we've approved. And so for independently owned and operated businesses, uh, you know, not big box, not franchises, but true independently owned and operated businesses with physical storefronts in India with a business license beginning in March of 2020, um, we're looking at up to $10,000 per business. Again, we go back to what amount would help uh, a small business, you know, be able to, to sustain themselves for some period of time. And right. then there are many, many independently owned and operated in-home child care providers in our community as well. And we wanted to make sure that we gave them some assistance as well because they're bearing the brunt of kids. As parents are going back to school, the kids are doing in-home learning at the in-home child care providers. I mean, the whole world has changed. Right. So we are wanting to give them $5,000 per independently owned and operated in-home child care provider. The whole world has changed. 
because now they're doing online learning with these kids, which presents its own set of challenges. And the whole function of trying to keep everybody safe from a health perspective and, and try to keep everything uh, and all, everything sanitized has really been uh, daunting for many of the in-home child care providers. And we wanted to give them um, a, a lift and, and a, a hand in, in some manner or form. I will say that one of the things we've done, been able to do is we've been in receipt of a lot of the PPE, the, the face masks, the gloves, all of that, that kind of thing for, for quite a few months. And so I know uh, our guys and gals have actually gone out and delivered uh, hand sanitizer, face masks, face shields, and gloves, rubber gloves to many, um, many businesses and uh, many in-home child care providers. We also have the ability for people to drive up. It's right here on Oasis to to get their share of face masks or gloves or any any kind of PPE. And so, you know, as soon as we were able to get our hands on that, we jumped in and do this. But I think it was clear to all of us that we needed to do something from a financial perspective to help our small business community and in-home child care operators. Just like I said, you know, we need to make sure our folks have the ability to to, to survive this pandemic and come out at the other end whole um, and successful. We have about another three and a half minutes together here, so I want to make sure we get a couple of other things in. Maybe you could talk about the uh, stuff that the city of Indio is doing uh, to help those who maybe are having a diff- difficult time meeting their other obligations in order to keep a roof over their head, keep the lights turned on or the water and those kinds of things. Can you tell us about what the city is involved with there? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, water. Yeah, of course, Indio owns its own water authority, so that was an easy uh, fix for us. So we have over $100,000 earmarked in funds for past due water bills between April 1st and December 31st. Immediately when, when this crisis hit, we, we did not shut water off um, to our residents. We wanted to make sure they had water, and we figured out we would figure out the payment plan in the back end. So we immediately earmarked over $100,000 to help people with their uh, past due and overdue water bills. We don't control on, uh, the, the power of the electricity, so unable to provide that. But I know that IID has several programs if people can go onto the IID website and um, to assist when they've gotten behind with their power bills, which I know is a is often a huge number. We've also have we're working with Lift to Rise, which is just an incredible organization. Their outreach, their ability to assist people that are having challenges in housing, uh, is is significant. And so we've engaged them because I think that was one of the decisions: is our ability to to be able to roll these programs out with people that know how to roll out programs, so that they can they can be done carefully, correctly, and quickly. And so we are working with Lift to Rise uh, in terms of rental assistance. We currently have more than 340 Indio households on the wait list for rental assistance. So um, we've already had 286 Indio households that have been served with an allocation of funds. We have over 300 more that, as a result of this program, will be um, receiving an allocation of funds and assistance. It's not just funds. Um, You know, sometimes there are laws out there on the books 
that pre- should prevent eviction and some of the challenges that go with it. So we also have, I believe it's the, uh, well, we have a, a legal aid organization that is helping and making calls and making sure that these folks that are in these apartments or rentals are not being um, taken advantage of, that, that the the owners are following the rules and not evicting the the people that have have come across hard times due to the pandemic. Really trying a a myriad of ways to to be able to reach out and help people. You know, we have little things like we have a signed program uh, for businesses that are open. All they have to do is go on indio.org and file, you know, their, their, their permit as long as they have a business permit in good standing. They'll get a big sign to be able to put on the front of their business. Uh, there are just so many ways that we're trying to to help people, and I have to say the best resources indio dot org. Um, the legal aid component is huge. So many people don't even know what their rights are, and and sad to say there are, there are people that take advantage of that. And that is uh, it, it boggles my mind, particularly in periods like this. So. Go online, indio.org, and you'll find a whole lot of information. Don't hesitate to contact myself or any of our council members. We are here to help. Mayor Holmes, thank you so much for joining us. I hope it wasn't too painful for this first go-round. I love it. Thank you very, very much. Can I come back again? We would love to have you back anytime. Thank you. Terrific. Take care. Have a good weekend. You as well. That is the mayor of the city of Indio. Elaine Holmes joining us on the John McMullen Show here on iHub Radio. We're going to get a quick take on what's happening around the nation and the world from NBC News Radio, and we will come back and continue our local conversation 